You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. I don't know if you ladies know it, but people are still receiving lots of unemployment money in in America, but predominantly in 13 states who are paying more money to people than they would be making as a family of four. So that so if the median income is say $75,000, they are making like $100,000 on unemployment. So people are choosing not to work. And some of those states uh, is the state of Washington is a big one where you can get unemployments up to $96,000. So why work? Michigan, where you ladies are right now as we're speaking, is another one that is paying more than what a family of four would make for their median income there. So why work? And, you know, that's, that's a real issue because we have this employment problem in the country where we can't get enough workers in many different kinds of jobs. So, you know, particularly restaurants and um, hotels, hotels is a big one. I was recently in Las Vegas and man, you couldn't, you couldn't find that. Well, they don't even clean your room in the hotel anymore. Right. So you pay the same amount or more, but they don't clean it and they don't have enough people. And then I go to Home Depot, I go to Lowe's, I go to our market. I can't find a person. I'm walking up and down the aisles and I can't find a person to help me. You know, it used to be when you went to Home Depot or Lowe's, somebody was right there saying, what do you need? What can I get for you? How can I help you? Nobody's there. So we we have a huge employment problem. And that's not just in those kind of jobs. It's in all kinds of jobs that people are not wanting to work. So why should they work if the government pays them? By the way, the government is also paying these immigrants that are coming over our border by the millions. They get a free cell phone. They get free clothing. They get free housing. They get free food. They get food vouchers. So we're paying for all of that as well. But why after COVID is over, and as they say, the pandemic is over, and that's a whole nother subject we talk about because I think it's coming back. Um, why are we still paying people money to stay home? Okay, so I am blonde, and it is real. <laughs> that's the only that's the only excuse I have. I was not aware, I suppose, because it doesn't affect me directly. And that's being painfully, brutally honest. I was not aware that Michigan residents are still receiving money for having been laid off during the pandemic, which I don't even know technically if it's over. I haven't heard that technically it's over. Um, Yes, they've said it's over. Have they? Yes. Okay. Absolutely declared it to be over. Um, But so it makes, so why, if the people were laid off during the pandemic, I thought those funds 
stopped back in September or October. Okay, so there's two different scenarios here. And it has nothing to do with them having been laid off during the pandemic. If you remember, Joe Biden passed the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. And the Affordable Care Act is still paying people to be off work. And it's turned into just a handout. And it do- you could be somebody, a family of four in some parts of the country earning over half a million dollars still qualify for Obamacare subsidies. So, I mean, this is the problem that we have so much government money available for people that know how to claim it. And boy, do they, that, that they, they just aren't working. Those that make a quarter million dollars qualify in nearly the entire country to get this affordable care money. So, you can As a have, result of being laid off. Well, but people, it, it's it's not necessarily if they get laid off. It's, it's if they're unemployed. And, you know, whatever you have to go through, I, I don't know exactly. But well, people un- have unemployed. chosen not to go back to work is, is the answer to that. Which I don't fully understand because when you are unemployed and you file for unemployment, at least in Michigan there's a time period for how long you can receive money as a result of being unemployed and you won't get money unless you are actively seeking another job. You have to report to the unemployment office. So what I I can answer those questions for you. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, Emma works for Z's house of Ty, right. And, um, and I'm really proud of her. She's such a hard worker. She's a real go-getter. Um, and she's going to go far, Emma Emma is. Um, and because she shows up, right? Um, and Z uh, is trying to find more Emmas, okay? More people like Emma to work for her. She cannot. Although she has probably... Uh, four to five interviews a week with people. They come in, they have the interview with her and she signs their paper, right? That they had the interview. And then they take that back to the welfare office and say, see, I've had three interviews. Well, it's worse Um, than that, Judy. They come in our office and they just hand us a paper. They walk in the front door and they say, could you sign this that I tried to get a job here? And I say, no, but that's what they do. And, and so many people sign it. It's, It's a huge, if you know how to scam the system, you get the money. It is. It's, it's so to me, ridiculous. And I can't even tell you, I mean, it's so ugly. I'm, I'm, I, I get really angry because when I think about how hard Brian and I worked, all right, for so little, you know, when we moved out to LA and we were kids, right. Uh, and, and I worked for minimum wage. I was so excited, right. To get that minimum wage job. We never went on assistance ever, ever. Um, I just don't get it. I I think about, um, you know, there were days when 
Um, we were trying to scrape together all the money in the bottom of the car, right on the floor of the car so that we could put, you know, $2 in gas money, right in, in the car. Cause we knew we were going to get paid in a couple days, um, by our jobs. And, you know, it just kills me. I, I really get upset because well, when, I, when I, I get I mean, my husband's been unemployed. We've experienced unemployment four times mm-hmm. in too many years. Mm-hmm. And during his bouts of unemployment, he also worked. He took jobs. <clears throat> he worked at Home Depot mm-hmm. and he worked as a substitute teacher. So on days he wasn't working at a high school as a sub, he would be working at Home Depot or some oftentimes both. He would get home from substitute teaching and then he would go work at Home Depot until they closed at night. He One year that he was unemployed, he also did landscaping work. I mean, he. I've only experienced unemployment with a man of integrity who has worked to do whatever he possibly can to make sure his family's taken care of and we could meet whatever bills we had or debts we had. Um, the th- and, and I know because he's in a position and has been in a position for a few years where he has had to hire people I hear stories from him directly of the young people that come in literally almost intentionally fail the interview and ask him to sign the paper, as you just mentioned, or they'll come in an interview and then disappear. Oh yeah. And and then he tries to call them because they're going to, they've been so desperate for help that they will take them as an employee and you go to call them. And they'll say the phone number has been changed or they don't call back. There's right. no way to them. And he's utterly flat. I mean, having been in a situation of unemployment himself, he's just utterly flabbergasted at the thought that somebody could, could do that and, and would just live off the government by cheating the system. Um, there's a word for that, which I won't say, but it, that's, losers lazy losers that's what i think i think yeah. they're the biggest losers i really do it infuriates me that i am working my am my butt off right and i i, I we pay close to you know over fi- like 50 percent. i we work until do you know that we work until i believe until june every year just to pay for all of the taxes that we owe. But look where they're going. Look where they're going. They're going to everybody who doesn't want to work. Losers. Yeah. Can I, I want to give you some stats Mm -hmm. in 29 States, unemployment benefits and Obamacare subsidies are worth more than the wages and benefits earned by the median firefighter or truck driver. I have a firefighter son. He Mm -hmm. works hard. He works long hours. He sees terrible things. He saves people's lives. And these guys sit at home for free. In 14 states, 
The two programs pay annualized benefits exceeding the wages and benefits of the median electrician. In Loudoun County, Virginia, you can receive $25,000 in annual rental assistance alone, and that's just one program. And you can also get food stamps and subsidies for any everything from education to transportation. And you have a, a, a safety net that gives you an incentive to not work. And that's that's where we're at right now. And this is what economists are complaining about. And what they say is that 2023, we are going to have more people laid off because we are indeed in a recession. And, you know, where are we going to find the money to pay all of these people that, that aren't working? Look at, look at big, big companies like Amazon and, um, who's the other one that just laid off lots and lots of people? Um, was it Microsoft? All did. It was. Well, Twitter did too. Yeah. So did Meta whatever you want metaverse meta facebook yes they they laid off a lot of people so and i mean they laid off thousands of people so you you know we're in a position right now where interest rates have gone up so if you have which most people do especially the young people they have credit card debt and the credit card rates are going up so their payments are going up and it's harder and harder for them to to keep catching up so we're we have over 20% of the people right now that have credit card debt that are in default. So, you know, that's only going to go up. So it's kind of scary to me that our government continues to give more and more money away. And we haven't even talked about the omnibus that they just did with all the ridiculous uh, things that they put in there to waste our money. That just, that's a whole nother subject that, that drives me up, up the wall, but you know that I mean, these guys are Santa Claus with our tax dollars, and I, I resent it because, like both of you, I work hard and and ethically, and you know, earn my way and pay my taxes. And these people are sitting in their house making more than if they actually worked. Certainly more than my firefighter son makes. Right. You know, and they make more than my than my uh, army soldier makes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you've mentioned that before, Judy, and very rightly so. It's a, it's amazing how our military is, is such, are such low wage earners. It, it's what they do. It can't really be matched with anything. You know, I mean, I, firefighters do save lives as well, but to like- think that, you know, the grocery store bagger, or the uh, stock market agent, I'm not even sure what they're called, stock market people um, are paid so much more than people that serve and protect and fight for our country and are put in directly in harm's way so that comes full circle. We can enjoy doing what we do and sitting home and doing nothing and getting paid to do it. I mean, it's, really sick and sad and wrong. How do we change it? Well, you know, I mean, my answer is always the same to that. And, and, and it's how we vote. But, you know, this last election to me was um, really kind of a downer because I didn't see that the people in America 
have the will to make the change, you know, otherwise we would have had a blowout and we didn't, we, we, we were close in every race and, and, uh, I, I, I just found it really very depressing to see that America really doesn't seem to want to make a change. They just don't. Why should they make a change, Becky, if they're getting paid right. to sit home? Right. You know, we, we've gotten, we've gotten yeah. lazy in, in America and, you know, job jobs to me have always been part of my self-worth. Yes. So, so when I do a good job, I, I feel good and I can grow with it and I can do more. And that always made me kind of self-fulfilled. What happened to that? And oh, before you-, you answer that, let's take a break and then you can answer it. <laughs> Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. You know, what really is driving me crazy is that this I the, the sense of entitlement, okay, 
it is the sense of entitlement that I do believe uh, your younger generation has. And I was talking, you know, with my niece and I swear, you know, she, she, she quit college. Um, she smokes a lot of weed. Okay. She walks around in her pajamas and she just, she has to be on unemployment of some sort. She lives off of her brother state, you know, like stays with him. He has a job, but, and, and we sit there and, and I, I, you know, begin to ask her, um, questions about, you know, have you been looking for a job? What do you want to do? And, uh, her, her mom is like, oh, 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 you don't want to damage her self-esteem. It's very fragile. Oh my her gosh. Is very <laughs> fragile. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course it's effing fragile. I said, <laughs> because she has no, I mean, she, what is her self-worth? She doesn't care for herself. She doesn't take care of herself. Okay. She doesn't, uh, she's not looking for a job. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have that sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, she's not contributing to our community in any way whatsoever. And, you know, and, and the problem is, you know, I, I kind of got sucked. Oh, I got sucked into it. Oh, well, let's find, you know, let's, let's talk her about her self-esteem and, you know, help her with that. Um, you know, with the fact that, you know, she doesn't think she's worth anything. And I'm like, um, I really got sucked into it for a while until, you know, everything I was suggesting or, you know, like she thought that, uh, she, she really liked producing shows kind of like ours. So, you know what I did? I bought her all sorts of equipment um, I had her, I encouraged her to film our, uh, our, um, cooking show and produce that. I paid her to do that, but you know, she'd show up in her slippers and her pajama bottoms and her, her hair oh all over the place. And I, and I would be like, did you brush your teeth? You know, did, <laughs> you know, and, um, she wasn't, she had all this new equipment and, and I was trying to encourage her to find other people like me, right. That she could produce and, uh, introduce her to people. And it was like, yeah, I don't know but that that's the person that needs to be just everybody stop enabling her and stop paying for her and let her find her own way. Because Un until she does something on her own, she's not going to have that same as oh. that self-esteem. So no. I go back to, and we've had this conversation amongst our family, like immediate and even extended. And I'm convinced, and I'm, we're probably going to get some letters now. Here we go. <laughs> I am convinced that it is our generation, the boomers generation, that is part of the problem. And I, I hate to say that so loudly, so I'm being kind of quiet, but I am the tail end of the bay. I might be the last person on record for being a boomer, but the generation prior to ours had to, had to only work and work so hard and didn't have the luxuries 
that we now have that began after World War II, mostly out of the 50s and 60s, and then the 70s and 80s came. And then when our generation started having kids, um, I believe our generation gave too much were too soft. It was the generation of everybody's a winner. Everybody's going to get a trophy. There are no losers here. Your self-esteem, you're, you're anxious. We don't want you anxious. We want you because whatever the baby boomers were experiencing from their upbringing, they decided, and I'm generalizing, I know, but they decided, you know what? I didn't have this. My kid's going to have that. My kid's going to have that opportunity. They're going to have those material things. They're going to grow up here. They're going to go to these schools. They're going to do this because I didn't. And I'm going to make sure they did. Not because my parents were mean, but because my parents didn't have it. Well, now I have it. And I do think some of that has enabled and has and has raised kids that feel entitled. Now, the, the staying from home or the staying home and not working I think plays a part in that as well. It's because you, you weren't, some of the kids weren't raised to have to work. I go back to like little house on the Prairie. Do you remember that show and how, how proud Pa Ingalls was to just work. He had to work and it was instilled in everybody that you put in a good day's hard work. I mean, people back then died in their fifties because they physically worked so hard. And again, as times change, we get into the 1900s, we have automation, we've made us, it's made us soft and it's made us not want to work that hard. And why, why should we? And if the government's going to pay us to not work hard, sign me up. That, but that's such a problem because it is. that money, that money is not going to keep coming. And what they're going to do is they're going to keep asking you and me and Judy for more money to, to pay these people that are not, where are we going to put and, and, and pay for the 5 million immigrants that have entered our country? It's illegal to hire them. So where, where are we going to put them? And I can tell you the play. I can tell you that they're hiring them in Virginia for sure. I can oh, tell yeah. you that they're hiring them in Las Vegas, the, the illegals. The, yep. So because people don't want to work. And the other thing that is happening, let's take McDonald's. And the, this stuff is so predictable. And a lot of this comes from our politicians. And I agree with you. We, we are, we are part of the problem. But it's not all us. And I, I, I used to think it was, but I no longer do. But but we have we have a huge faction in our country that has the socialist tendencies, and their their whole mantra is to take care of the people so that you know tax 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 the ones that make the money and take care of everybody else because it makes them indebted to the government and then they stay in power. That's what they want to do. But what do you think those companies are going to do? They have to lay off. And why people in our government didn't understand that, I don't know. Because now look what McDonald's is doing. They're automating all their locations. And, and you're not even going to have people. So where they had you know 20 people working in the store, you're going to have five now. And so 15 of those people just lost their jobs. Because the government got involved and butt into private businesses and told them what they needed to do. So there you have all those people that that have lost their jobs now 
and this is kind of where we're at. This is it's this is multifaceted. It's not one reason, it's a whole bunch of reasons. But the fact that we that our government and the Biden administration keeps paying people what did he just put in the omnibus? We're paying for hamsters to to figure out something on a treadmill. We're we're paying for tons of LGBTQ museums and community centers, and that is less than a half a percent of the population. And we're paying hundreds of millions of dollars for this stuff. This is this is what where we're going, and we need to get out of it. You know, and you said something interesting to me. You said um, they are asking us to pay for it, but they don't even ask us anymore. Oh, no. Oh, they don't even ask anymore. They say with this bill that they just passed, they see, I don't know how many thousands of pages the bill is. Okay? 4,100 and something. <laughs> 100 pages. and 4,100. Wow. 4,100 pages. And they actually said, just pass the bill and read it later. You know, they don't yeah, even- but, but I was reading it today as a matter of fact, and I am in shock at, at the things that are in this bill that, that we are paying for rather than paying for the mentally ill that are living on the streets. Why right. don't we have one dime for, for the mentally ill? Do you know what we have money in there for? We have money to prosecute more people for, from January 6th. We have money not to hold people in custody at the border, but to enable them to be released faster. We have money for, like I said, all these LGBTQ museums all over the place. We have, we have money to, to look at uh, if kids love their animals. We have money to look at the love life of parrots. I mean, <laughs> the, is this not totally ridiculous where we don't have money for the mentally ill Right. that are living out on the streets. I mean, I, yeah. I this, is, this is incredulous. And by the way, that other, that money for illegals that, that they go, it's to give all of them a cell phone. And right. you, you don't have that for, for people coming back from our military for heaven's sakes. Yeah. yeah I, that, that disconnect is just so beyond my comprehension, how we can treat veterans coming back from any conflict or war, the way that we do treat them and have treated them is just incomprehensible to me. And in comparison, Linda, with what you're just saying, it's, it is a wrong that needs to be righted, still needs to be righted. It just, it really makes me sick. We also are going to be paying for student loan forgiveness. Well, but the court knocked that down, but yet he's still trying to do it anyway. Oh yeah, he's not going to let that up. It's you know well, when you... I don't understand that when the Supreme Court said no, and he right. said I'm going to do it anyway. I I don't I don't even understand that. Well, and I tell you, I know a certain age group that is like sweet. We just got that pushed out until next June. Yep. yep. And and I keep saying, set that money aside. Set that money aside. Live on a budget as if that money's already going out set it set. it's not, it's not getting through it doesn't get through everything everything now and i still want to stay on topic but this leads into uh what the new generation wants 
instantaneous. They want instant gratification. They want things now rather than later. They want it sooner. They want it to happen. They want their first job to be the job so that they can buy that SUV. And they're not going to buy a house, but they're going to travel and spend, 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 spend. It's not about saving so much. It's about spending and living in the moment. And the government's going to take care of those loans. And we'll just keep pushing them off. It's not going to happen. Not really living in reality. Oh, and, again, and the reality is going to hit them this year because the interest rates are up higher on all that money ugh. that they're borrowing. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be tough, you know? It's interesting, though, because I think I don't, I don't understand what, what, what people are thinking. You know, we had the, this last election, and I felt like we could make a difference. We could really make a difference and sort of hopefully take back the reins on all of this spending and um trade you know change the trajectory that we're on and and that didn't happen um so I, I and yet i want to get into a conversation to understand so uh why someone would vote the way that they did Okay. Well, you're talking about the the 19 Republicans that voted in, in the Senate for the omnibus and nine Republicans in the Congress that voted for it. I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I don't, I really don't understand. I, I, they, I don't understand. I don't understand their thinking, their reasoning, their logic, um, where the money's going to come from. And, you know, who are they beholden to? Who is it that they are paying back or paying? You know, I, I don't get it. Don't you just feel how, like, I mean, how dare me. you do this to, to us? Yes. That's how I feel. Because as, as one of their constituents, they are not voting for me at all. It's really, I kind of feel like it's no longer we, the people. No. You know, that's, that sounds dramatic to say almost like like it's a movie quote but it's it's really sad when i think about situations and then i think well what can we do and i can hear my sweet 84 year old mother's voice saying we write our congressmen we right. write our senators right. we write to them we write to them and i'm like you know i don't think that honestly no that honestly doesn't even cross my mind i actually did i wrote I think I wrote to the governor once, like decades ago, as a as a young person, younger, still young, younger person, <laughs> and never even heard back. And if you can't, if if you don't feel like you're being heard, and this is in life in general, but if you don't feel like you're being heard, you really feel left out. You feel alone. You feel forgotten. And I I feel that way now. And when we, I'm constantly asking, like we all three are. How is this happening? How did this happen? How did we vote this way? How did they vote that way? You just sort of feel like you're in the middle of the ocean, waving your arms like this, and nobody's going to see us. No, they don't care. And, you know, the, what you get back nowadays is you just get a form letter from one of their assistants. Yeah, you just get a form letter. So, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty worthless. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, it's... It, before the election, I, I had a little bit more hope, 
But after the election, seeing what happened in Arizona, seeing what happened in some of the places, seeing that the country was still so close um, in voting, which tells you how really, really split we are, that, um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty depressing. And then to see 19 senator or 18 senators vote for this omnibus bill with these ridiculous pork things in here and not do anything to help things that we truly, truly need. And I, I can't emphasize the, the, the mentally ill enough. We, we, we don't take care of our mentally ill in this country and, and that's terrible. And then, you know, then you see things like the college and I don't remember the name of the college there, the, you can take a class in porn and you can take a class in queer dancing. What is that doing for our kids? I don't understand. We're, we're three of us who are all self-employed here on this show. Do everything that we can to do everything, you know, that we're supposed to do. We follow the rules, right? We, we, we make our own way. And, and when you see everybody else that doesn't have to, it's, it's pretty frustrating. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Well, welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And I am here today with Becky Colminan, and Becky is a voice talent. And you can hear her lovely voice right here on Ladies of Liberty Sound Off in the uh, front of the show and at the end of the show and uh welcome becky and judy moran is with us and judy is the vice president am i right of client relations i always say vice president is that right yeah (laughs) okay uh for the 12-week year and the if you've never read the 12-week year i suggest strongly that you pick up a copy of it because it will change your life and the beginning of the year is a great time to do it um but the lucky thing is that every 12 weeks you can renew your efforts and you know just go further in life than you ever could before. So let's talk about, oh, and I'm Linda Martinelli. I am a business owner and I hail from Texas. 
and I'm a wife and a mother, as are Becky and Judy, and Judy is from Arizona, Becky is from Michigan. So, you know, in your neighborhoods, I don't know if you have the same thing we do, but I think they have them all over the country. They have those um, apps like Nextdoor or the neighborhood. Okay, so you're you're both saying yes, that you you have those. Well, I tend to stay off of there because it gets kind of crazy for me. And people are very opinionated. Well, um, so I made a mistake and chimed in on something. And I want to get your opinions. (laughs) 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 This gentleman um, (laughs) wrote that he he, uh, likes Chick-fil-A, as I do. And he wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. He wanted to uh, place an order on the app and then go pick it up at Chick-fil-A, which apparently he does often. So he goes on the app and he places his order with Chick-fil-A and he goes to Chick-fil-A to pick it up. And Chick-fil-A says, I don't have an order for you. So um, he gets a little bit miffed about that, but he looks and he realizes that he put his order in at the wrong location. So he hit the wrong place to have his order ready, which is not the Chick-fil-A that he goes to. So he ordered, went ahead and ordered at the one he was at and got his food. And then he called the other Chick-fil-A and he says, just credit me for my order. And he said he was very upset in his uh, blurb that he wrote that they would not credit him. They said, no, you placed the order. We made the food and our policy is not to credit you for it. And everybody was chiming in saying, boy, they're a multi-million dollar company. How cheap can you be? And, you know, don't, don't go back to Chick-fil-A and, and all these things. And the, and I wrote and I said, well, wait a minute. The mistake was yours. These people, this is a franchise owner who, who probably owns one Chick-fil-A and when you have a single restaurant like that, you literally, you live hand to mouth because you've got to pay the employees and the insurance and the building and the food and all that. You placed an order there. They made your food. And Chick-fil-A's policy, which I agree with, is that they won't give food that somebody doesn't pick up to another customer because it is no longer to temperature and they want their food to be fresh. And I agree with that policy and I congratulate them on that. So, I said, I'm sorry you lost a few bucks, but that was your error. It's not their responsibility to reimburse you for an order you placed that they, in good faith, used their food and their time to make for you. Exactly. Okay. So, but I was like castigated on this site with everybody <laughs> saying that th- this is a rich company. No, when no. Chick fil A, as a franchise owner, may be a rich company, they are the largest most successful franchise in the world. It's not McDonald's, it's Chick-fil-A. But each individual office is its own little place. How do you expect that business owner to pay for that when he didn't do a darn thing wrong? Help me. It, no, I I uh I, I think that um the the folks on I think it's next door, right, who were um, you know, yelling at you and saying that they should boycott, you know, Chick-fil-A or whatever. 
those people obviously do not own their own business. Oh, they you're right. Somebody probably um, kind of like, you know, they might work for the state government or they might work for if they don't show up for work, they still get paid. OK, somehow, um, you know, for somebody who owns their own business, we eat what we kill. OK, <laughs> we you know, I mean, basically, if we do a good job, you know, if we create a good product and we sell it and somebody buys it, um, then we get to put food on our table. Now, uh, I'm sure that most of those people don't have an understanding. They think that they probably work for a big company and they think, you know, it's an us them situation where they think that the company is there and should be there to give them a job. Okay. Um, and it's a whole different mentality. Um, and the, the, the challenge for me here is, is this victim mentality, right? Entitlement victim. victim. Yep. Entitlement victim. Oh, poor me. Right. I, um, I placed my order at the, you know, at the wrong location. And I, I went to my normal location to pick it up. It wasn't there. Um, now why that is his accountability. That is his choice. That was his doing, pushing the button and saying, you know, place that order. And I do not understand why Chick-fil-A, the one that fulfilled his order, did exactly what he asked them to do, should, should pay for his mistake. Just because why? Just because they're part of a bigger company? You know, that's the entitlement you owe me, you owe me mentality. And um, that's half of what's wrong with us today. And that's right no now. accountability for making a mistake. When we make a mistake, we have to be accountable for it. Right. I agree. Those are, those are key words that I'm picking up from this conversation. Entitlement, accountability, and I will add perspective mm -hmm. because people are not thinking about that business owner. They're not thinking where the where the money comes from. Or like you said, Linda, oh, they just have so much money. You know, what's $12 for dinner? They can just, they can, they can eat that. They literally can just eat that. And uh, that happens all the time, I'm sure to them. I mean, it's in a way it's similar to somebody walking into a store and breaking something and expecting the store owner to just say, oh, not, not a problem. No problem. We'll take care of that. It was just an accident. You know, your purse bumped it. Why wouldn't you stop and just say, oh my gosh, I had, I'm so sorry. That's, I, I would have never, um, the accountability and the perspective thing. If nobody's thinking about the business owner, then that's the way it's, it's just going to go. You know what? It would be the same thing as um, you know, I have several different addresses uh, on Amazon. Okay. Um, and at, when I moved uh, for the third time, whatever, you know, we moved to Arizona, we moved into a rental place, we were there for six months, then we bought our house and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I placed an order, okay, for a pair of pants, cute little sweater, 
and I had it shipped and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and come to find out they shipped it to my old address on Epley in Williamston, Michigan, and I'm out in Arizona. Now, that was all my fault, right? Should I call the company and say, well, it was my fault, you know, but you you shipped it to the wrong address, so I, I think you should refund my money. It's the well, same thing. I think that they would have that same mentality for the <laughs> people that that I was, you know, kind of going back and forth with. And I, you know, I just put my, my say out there and I don't go back and forth and keep saying things, but, you know, (laughs) as a business owner and I, my company, I make things for people and they can't place an order. And, and, you know, I, I make sure that before I actually Mm -hmm. complete their order, I'm doing everything right. I give them, you know, the proof to look at and, um, but, but then if it's wrong and I've had people say this, oh, you know, there's a misspelling. Okay. Well that, you know, you gave the artwork and you approved it. There was time to change it, but there, but the, and they do ask once in a great while, but business to business, it doesn't happen like it does personally where people just don't want to be accountable. And this is not, you know, we were talking about the kind of the, the generation X and the generation Z and the different generations. This is not a young person who feels entitled. This is, you know, this is somebody like a boomer generation. And I, I'm just kind of like, does anybody take accountability anymore? Right. It's craziness. Um, It's just, it is craziness. The other crazy thing is just the next door app. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've gotten off it. I just oh don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, no. I, because all I ever hear are like lost cat in the neighborhood. We can't find cat. Yeah. Has anybody lost dog? <laughs> yes. There's and, a lot of that. So we're okay. So I live, um, I'm out in carefree Arizona. Right. And there we have a lot of wildlife. Okay, and we've talked about that as girlfriends before, but we have, you know, coyotes, you know, uh, packs of coyotes, herds of javelinas. We have herds of deer. I've got packs of bobcats. I've got tarantulas. I've got scorpions. I've got, Ah! you know, I got. Okay, see, things that can kill you. (laughs) Oh, everything wants to eat me. Don't forget the snakes. Right. Oh, yeah. There's all the rattlesnakes and all the different snakes. But, um. What is interest? So we're very, very, you know, very wildlife, I want to say aware. Okay. So you have, you've got on one side, you've got the people with the little yipey dogs like me. Oh, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got my little Pomeranian. Um, but I know that I'm not just going to let her outside, right? I'm not just going to open the door and let her run free. Okay. Coyote yeah, she's going to be lunch. She's like a little donut. Okay. (laughs) But, um, and then you've got the other, you know, the other side, which is like, oh, we, you know, we moved into their territory and, you know, and, 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 and I get that I get, you know, it's like, I, I want to protect my own little, you know, sweet pea, but, and I, but I don't want to hurt the wildlife, but the arguments that occur online and you know, for all you know, the world to see—it's just crazy. They get it is. 
they um, get very yeah. emotional on there. Yeah, they get so emotional, so vicious. I mean, it was just, um, you know, I kind of um, somebody mentioned about uh, the the pack of coyotes that were yipping in the early morning. Okay, they get together and it is this incredible shrill. I don't yes. know if you've heard it. Oh, yes. yes. Even but in Michigan, it, it'll, only- make, it'll make the hairs on the back of your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was thinking that, you know, so they were one gal said, watch out for your little pups. You know, did you all hear that? Blah, blah, blah. And somebody else said, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, yes, I held my babies tight, you know, and um, it always makes me sad when I hear that because I think that they're celebrating a kill. Okay. Then somebody piped in and said, that's not what they're doing. They're just calling each other after, after a night of hunting. They're just, I guess they're trying to call each other to be together, right? Like I'm here over here. Okay. I beg to differ with them. Here's what they're doing because I've lived next door to them for many years. When I was in California, we had packs of them. I lost two dogs to them. Um, that yipping, is when they're surrounding prey and they're yeah. trying to confuse it and then that's kill it. Yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought. That's well, very yeah, smart. They're an amazing animal. They, and this, what's really scary is when it's suddenly quiet. Yes. Yeah. That's After it. Stops. That's the worst. Yes. Right, and they yelled at me online for it. You know, yeah. they did. I was like, oh my gosh, well, I'm so sorry. Now, now I'll be happy when I hear it. I said, <laughs> Oh no, no. Now I'm going to be sad again. But the thing of it, it's like, oh my goodness. I just, um, the, the, the people I think are, are crazy. People are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) They yell at each other. Right. But, um, anyways, that app also says, you know, they, they post their, pictures of people coming up to their door. Do you see that too? Has anybody seen this person? Yes. Lots of those. Yes. Yes. But this, this, this Chick-fil-A guy is pursuing this. Um, Now people are saying, well, don't go to, don't go to that Chick-fil-A boycott it. And other people are saying, um, call the corporate office. I'm sure that they'll take care of it. Okay. So I, I guess, you know, that, that 10 bucks is really, really important. I, I don't know. I would have to say, grow up, Joe. Yeah. Right. You know, put your yeah. big boy pants on and own your life. That's yeah. it, Judy. That really is it. And owning up. That was something else. I was taking notes on a couple things that we were talking about here. And it might be human nature, but people don't want to own up to their mistakes, errors, failures, uh, or being wrong doesn't everybody want to be right? And in a social setting and now social media, if you're wrong, you can like the world will rain down on you just like you have experienced. So people are going to fight to be right on social media and at all costs. I mean, to the ridiculousness of what's happening with this Chick-fil-A person. I mean, it's, it's kind of a no brainer. It's like, you know what? You called the wrong place. So, um, grow up flush that $10. It's gone. Make more tomorrow. Work harder and make double that tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or he had the choice of saying, Oh, I went to the wrong place. Okay. I'll drive over there and get it. I mean, but he, that he made choices and those are his choices. 
but mm-hmm. the the accountability issue is um gone the way of the dinosaurs i think and mm-hmm. and that that's another thing that we as parents need to teach our kids is to be accountable and you know just own up own up well ladies that's a wrap one more step for womankind 